0: We're gonna have a great conversation. Before we jump into the conversation tonight, I just want to remind you of a couple great things. Uh, First off, our Celebration Church Learning Community is launching. It is launched, but um, registration is happening. A grand opening is happening this week uh, officially. Uh, I think it's the school the schooling program starts next week or something. Anyway, it's happening. It's crazy how quickly uh, that we've stepped into the school year. I feel like we've been. Uh, dealing with COVID land and now we're back into school mode. Um, So the learning community is uh, live, it's awesome. Um, This is an opportunity for homeschool students to supplement their homeschooling with an incredible uh, peer-based learning opportunity with group projects and all sorts of great things. I I cannot even begin to describe to you how awesome this is and what's going to be taking place but we have an incredible team that can answer every question that you have about it. And uh, you, can, you can get more information on our website at ccakron.org, that's ccakron.org norg you can go there. Or you can uh, call our church office, 330-762-7458 for more information. Um, again, we're getting ready to start our conversation tonight about raising godly children. So if you are a parent or you know a parent, want to be a parent, whatever the case is, you will want to jump into this. We've been uh, in COVID land and and all of the craziness that's happening is affecting parents. It's affecting our kids. How do we raise godly kids in the middle of all of this? How do we keep them grounded in the word of the Lord, keep them grounded in church? We're going to talk about all of those great things and more tonight. Uh, So make sure that uh, if you know someone who's a parent, tag them in the comments, let them know that we're on and that they need to be a part of this conversation. And again, this is a conversation tonight. So any questions you have about parenting or anything that okay. you, you wanna have the conversation about that, please drop it in the comments so that we can track along with you. Uh, also Bethesda, our Bible college is going live for our fall semester next week. So it's crazy how quickly that is come around as well the life of paul on monday nights we also have classes available on uh, tuesday nights and thursday nights if you're interested in any of those we're really really pushing life of paul on monday nights it's an incredible class with pastor paris bailey from new orleans and victory church you're going to enjoy that you can call the church office or go online if you're a part of our church family you are familiar with realm you can register in any of those places um, or call us email us let us know you also go to our website again for information on that. Next week, the 19th, it's a Wednesday night. We're going to be opening up Midweek Refresh for our live audience. So uh, Midweek Refresh is a conversation, uh, discipleship conversation, Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock. And we would love to have you in the building with us. Just as we are in the building on Sundays at 10 a.m., you can now join us on Wednesdays as well at 7 p.m. in the building for Live discipleship conversation. You can get, you can ask your questions and interact live uh, with our pastors and ministers team that is um, having the conversation. And right now, our conversation um, on Wednesday night is about what we believe. We've been talking about the attributes of God for the past couple of weeks um, and understanding who He is. So a lot of great things going on. Let me just say thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who partners with us financially. We are so thankful as the gospel is going around the world, literally through uh, social media and all that's happening. uh, We're so thankful uh, of all of you who have said, yes, I will partner with you financially and be a part of what God is doing in the Great Lakes region. And so we are serving groceries, we are ministering, we are preaching the gospel. We've never stopped. Uh, We've only increased what we're doing. And so we appreciate all of you who are sowing into the good ground here at Celebration Church in Akron with your ties, your offerings, uh, partnership. We appreciate it so very much. So I have Pastor Angie on with us tonight, and we're going to start our conversation. Pastor Angie is our children's pastor here at Celebration, and we love (coughs) Pastor Angie. She does a great job working with our kiddos. She loves our kids and is a great godly example for our children. We're just thrilled to have this conversation tonight with her on Raising Godly Children. Pastor Angie, we've got—I mean, there's a lot going on right now with this COVID stuff. People are freaking out. Yeah, Uh, it's uh, unbelievable. And I think one—one of the things that we're seeing—and please, those of you who are joining us on Facebook, feel free to comment on this and jump in on this—this—this thought. But it seems to me like, um, you know, for so long as parents, I feel like, you know, not entirely, but in some regards parents have passed the buck for uh, teaching their children values, teaching their children biblical truths. We've passed the buck off to either the church, you know, the Sunday school teacher, the children's church, you know, teacher, the children's pastors kind of passed the baton off to them, or we've passed the baton of teaching values off to the school system. And those institutions have been greatly affected um, by, you know, those those mechanisms have been greatly affected by (laughs) You know, children's ministry is really hard to find right now in churches because of the concerns of, of spreading the virus and, and all that the CDC is recommending for safety with children. Uh, so that's a challenge. And, of course, you see that spilling over into the, the secular world in schools and even in private schools. I mean, it's all around us. Everybody is being affected by this. And so the microscope is on the model of the parent. And so, uh, I think tonight's conversation is going to be really, really helpful uh, for all the parents who are joining in. So, if you're if you're watching right now, do me a huge favor: share the post, and I would encourage you to tag people in the comments uh, and let us let us know a that you're watching. Drop your name there in the comments, and then b share the post. Um, with others or tag people, you know, tag their names in the comments so that they can jump in and join the conversation. So, Pastor Angie, where do we even begin on this conversation about raising godly kids? I mean, this is a, uh, this is a big, uh, big topic.
1: It is a big topic, and I think that first, I think parents need to take a breath, take a big, deep breath, and realize that, yes, the microscope is on us, absolutely. And we can look at that as a negative or we can look at that as a positive because that means we have the ability to to take control, to step in and be the, the priests of our home and really focus and teach our kids what we want them to learn. Um, so take a breath, realize that you don't have to be perfect. There's a lot of stress on parents right now too. You know, We're all making the decisions, school, virtual school. You know, um, did we make the right decision? you know, make it with Jesus. That's all you can do. That's all you can do is, is, you know, don't have to be perfect. just have to walk through this with, with, with the Lord and, you know, he will direct your paths. Um, so there's that, but, um, there are ways that we can, I think, I believe, um, make things, make this way, God, show our kids Jesus in every step of this. So, um, uh, stability, one of the ways we need to give our kids stability, it's very important, right? Because school is being canceled, sports are being, everything's being canceled. Um, so, you, you know, you tend to grasp for those things that bring stability to your home, to your kids. Um, and honestly, I got to tell you, the one thing that you have to do is church, church, like I Listen, it just has to happen. If you're pri- if we are prioritizing other things, if we are prioritizing, um, you know, whatever life, you have to kind of pick and choose right now what you do, I get that. But church has to be at the top of that list. It can't be at the bottom. It can't be like, oh, well, you know, you know, well, we got to go here. Yet yeah, that's always been the case. But now more than ever, we're in a global pandemic. We need to lead our kids through this with a godly example. And that stability has to come from the church routine first and foremost. So church, I get that perhaps maybe if for whatever reason, you can't be in church, but I would make it a priority. Um, I realize kids men isn't kids men right now, but listen, kids worship and they can worship with their parents. And you know, if that is the only thing they get in person in church, that's okay. Um, it's not time wasted. And, okay. um, and then also like we have, you know, for instance, if you're, night of hope that's an event that take older kids so can take part in it takes before go you
0: before you go on to night of hope because I, I think that's i think that's a great that's a great one as well but i want to talk about church because i think we do we we have again it, go, it goes back to stability it goes back to creating a routine yeah. uh, that, that the kids need to be back into that routine need to be back into that stability um you know uh, even parents you know, parents yeah. need to be back into that routine and parents need to be back into that stability and, and getting back into church, worshiping together, fellowshipping community. You know, I, if I've heard it once, I've heard it probably, you know, a hundred times, it feels like of kids just needing their social networks again. Yes. And yes. that I mean, church is, the, is a great place for that to happen. You know, just if, get them in in the building. They don't have to be in children's ministry for that to happen. They can no. interact with their kids, you Correct. know, before and after service, or you know, um, outside in the
1: parking lot. Outside in the parking lot. I yeah. mean, there are multiple ways. Just seeing faces of friends um, sitting in a pews a couple over, a couple over is helpful to to kids who haven't seen. Um, their friends for a while and it's community, you know, that's what we all missed um, when, I mean, I can't say I was ever quarantined, but I mean, that's what we miss, right. As adults too, we miss our people and kids miss their people Um, and seeing their people is huge. It's, it's a big deal. So, um, you know, getting them around, getting that into that routine, but that has to be the foundation that we build on with everything else is church is that, that community Um, when my kids are going through a hard time, I want them to be able to go to church. I want church to be their sanctuary, their literal sanctuary. And so, you know, I want those people to be the people they go to when things aren't going well and things aren't, things are not ideal right now, y'all. So um, this is the time when kids need their people too. And uh, we, it's just, it has to be a priority.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, parents parents are going to learn a little bit there you know if you, if you've always just trusted you know your kids to the kids ministry in a church and this isn't just celebration this is any church you know that I was just having a conversation with someone today about this that this is this isn't just celebration this is every church it's a conversation being had in every house of worship you know all about the uh, you know what's happening with kids but i think if parents have always just again passed the baton off to the children's ministry Parents are going to learn right now how to teach their children how to be in service, how to be in in a, a full congregational service. That it is. It's it may not be kids' men with all the kids' men happenings, but it's still worship. It's still preaching. It's still the word. And how to how do you sit in service and behave? How do you interact in service? How do you listen to the pastor in service? How do you all of it? It's
1: all teachable moments. It's all teachable moments. And listen, kids absorb more than we ever give them credit for. Um, so absolutely that's that's the word of God going going into their little hearts while they're sitting there. Um, you know, take in you know, a lot of churches I know and it isn't just our church. I'm part of a few groups of kids of kidsmen, pat, you know, kids pastors all all over the country. And it's all things that people are dealing with and trying to figure out and walk through. And you know there are busy bags, there are things like that. But it, I would encourage them. You know there are note things you can take out. I can even put those resources out to you this week. But there are little note papers that kids can write notes on and follow along in, a, in an adult service that they're geared for that. There are tons of resources available, but it really boils down to just um, teaching them as you go along. Just like we're said. It's Sa- Well, I'm going to read Proverbs 22:6. That's all right. Um, Pastor Zach, train up a child in the way he should go. When he is old, he will not depart from it. And I know that, you know, I've heard stories and my kids have been a part of this as well, where services are services and they go long and they pass out on the, on the pew, they're tired, they go to sleep on the pew or, or whatever. Kids, it is, it is okay for kids to be in adult services. Um, and this is just how it happens. And we are in a new time. We're in a, um, a new situation in life, and this is a great opportunity to teach them um, how to how to do it. So, and we're their example. We're their so, example,
0: Pastor Angie. Somebody asked, "How do how do you make what are some creative ways to make big church uh, relatable to the kids? How do you teach your kids that this is you know?" And and before you answer. I'd like to comment on that (laughs) Um, and just say that I think one of the things that as adults we have to overcome is the idea of big church and little church, you know, big kids and kids, church. you know, there's big kids and little kids church, you know, or whatever, that it's all one church. We're all one body. And regardless of what church you go to, um, we, again, it's that mindset shift that the we pass the baton, the kids go to their, their service, the little, you know, the little kids, they go to their kids' church, kids' city, and it's a, you know, it's the same thing that we teach. I know, Pastor Angie, I've heard you say it, we've said it, that there's no, there's no kid size Jesus, there's no kid size Holy Boy, Ghost, yeah. there's no kid size uh, the Father, you know, it's all, there's no kid size Word of God, it is all, yeah. it's all is, you know. That's
1: right. So my first thing would be make sure they bring their Bibles. It's a little thing, but first they, they can bring their Bibles to service, encourage them to take notes. Sometimes they can't write words, but they can draw pictures. And sometimes they learn better anyway when they draw pictures. So even if they're writing words, um, have them draw pictures later. I know one question was what, how, when we get back home. So, you know, once they've taken notes or written or drawn pictures or however that it is, they're going to remember, everything because kids learn different ways right so make sure it's at their level and effective what they're gonna do so once they get home um, ask them questions just talk about it. it it doesn't have to be that hard sometimes we we tend to make things much more difficult so at home in the car you have time with your kids we still spend time with our kids in the car at the dinner table you know going here and there or in the living room make it but make it intentional And and ask them, so, hey, what do you think? What, pick one thing out um, that Pastor Zach shared or that Pastor Heather shared. And then ask them what they think about it. You know, if Pastor Zach talked about, um, you know, the Holy Spirit, ask them, what do you think about the Holy Spirit? What does that mean? If you drew a picture, like, what would it look like? Um, Engage them, make it real because it is real. Kids hear from the Holy Spirit. They don't have to be old or any age certain age they hear from the lord um so
0: and they want need to, to
1: exact they're hungry for that um i get that's a that's a question i hear often from from kiddos is <clears throat> you know about hearing the voice of the holy spirit i just had a conversation recently with a, with a, i think he's in fourth grade um listen it's adorable. I love those conversations. And then I had a teenager help explain it because the teenager had heard many times. And I love what the, one of the teenagers said. And, and she said, well, once you hear it more, you'll, you'll under you know, you'll, you'll get used to that voice and it's great. It's awesome. And these are kids teaching kids. So listen, in many ways, they are ahead of us because we, we try to make it more difficult. And they're just like, so how do I hear from Jesus? I know I can. So what's it going to sound like? Um, It's, it's not that hard. We just have to have the conversations. We have to be intentional and we have to um, listen to them. And um, if we don't know the answers, that's okay. They're gonna have questions. That's okay. Ask somebody else. It's all good. And teach, teach them to read their Bible, you know, teach them to study it, look up the stuff in the back and yeah, just all of that.
0: Um, let me just say, too, right now that I know some people were having um, connection issues uh, with commenting, so the commenting should gotcha. be better now. It looks like it is. So if you were uh, trying to drop a comment earlier and you were getting declined or denied or Aww. any of those things, uh, it should be repaired. <laughs> so go back and go back and do it again uh, if you if you missed it, because we we'll, we will circle back to you. So So great to see people jumping on tonight. Make sure you share the post and let people know we're here. We're having a conversation about raising godly kids. So, Pastor Angie, we were just talking about it begins with that routine of having your kiddos in church, having conversations when they're in the when they're in service. You know, it may not be the kids service right now, you know, depending on where you're going to church, but Have the conversation, make the Bible real. You know, what stood out to you when the pastor was preaching? What's Jesus speaking to you? What worship song was meaningful to you? Why? You know, what made it meaningful? All those things. So many
1: worship songs are based on scripture, guys. So, you know, have them look up what rattle means. Where does that story come from? What's the background of that? And we did that way. It's awesome. You know, then they get the background and then when they sing those words, it's all the more powerful because they know, they know what they're singing. So it's just, yeah, it's
0: cool. One of my favorite teachings to do even, uh, even today, you know, through the holiday season, especially is teaching on some of those holiday songs and what they mean things. What are we singing? You know? Yeah. Yeah. uh, I love that. You know, just finding those scriptures, what's in there. It's, you know, it's good stuff. Um, so you mentioned Night of Hope earlier. So what about Night of Hope?
1: So Night of Hope is a great way. You know, I understand uh, we all have, you know, right now, even I I am trying to decide how exposure, how are we going to, you know, ex- how much exposure? It's words we've never had to say before in, in a house, right? So um, the church is one of those places that is always a place that we go. If you're worried, though, about that for any reason, Night of Hope is something that older kids can do, and it's outdoors. And it, again, they they what a blessing kids get from blessing others. So listen, they, they get that blessing too. And I don't want to steal that blessing. So, um, teenagers can come and help. Um, you know, we had teenagers helping last month, handing out hot meals, and it was, it was fun. They had a blast. So anything that, that allows them to be out doing God's work, being with people, seeing faces, um, is a great opportunity to be a part of of the body of Christ because they are part of the community. Again, there's not an age limit on being part of the body of Christ. So as soon as a kid is able to help, they're able to help. So um, I always want kids to feel a part, and that's what I love about Celebrate. One of the things I love about Celebration is that kids are always feeling a part of things because they're always asked to do things, however little it might seem that's them being made a part of the body of christ so it's a big it's a big deal
0: yeah that's good so but to all the parents who are watching how do you raise godly kids <laughs>
1: wow <laughs> What's
0: the, where, where if we if you were going to pull out a scripture uh where where are we going to go tonight
1: well Here's the thing, and this is, this is a hard thing perhaps to hear, but I mean, it's a big responsibility, but the thing is they're going to watch us. We are the leaders. And at the end of the day, um, you know, my girls, I'll talk about my girls so I don't have to, that way I don't have to worry about anyone else's. My girls love being in church. They love their youth leaders. They love everything about it. But at the end of the day, the buck stops with me if they're not getting, you know, it's our job as parents, we're the spiritual leaders. So, um, our examples, the words we say, um, all of it, it starts with us. So, um, that is the thing we have to remember. And it comes down to every household's different. It comes down to consistently talking about the Lord, drawing him into everything, all of the things that are going on right now with school being, what it is and what it isn't and you know, sports and dance and band and all of the stuff, the one thing we have, we have to lead them through this with Jesus and teach them to walk this path because this is, we're, we're modeling how to deal with a crisis right now to our kids. So that's pretty big. So in 10 years when they're dealing with something, um, they might look back and say, well, gosh, how did mom and dad deal with that? Yeah. So how are we gonna, you know, how are we gonna, hopefully that's a good example. You're being even an example. Today, right.
0: Even today they're asking that question. How does mom and dad deal with this?
1: Absolutely. So when you, you know, things are happening, and I know the, it is easy to feel negative about a lot of things right now. Um, again, I'll use my girls for an example. They're, they're gonna be seniors, so This is their senior year of high school, how many of us look forward to that senior year of high school and all the fun stuff it entails. And it's not going to look the same way. It's just not. So we could be negative. We could be grumpy. We could be calling people names. But at the end of the day, we can't do that, not if we're going to leave with Christ. So um, we have to be positive you know you have to be you have to lead them back to scripture. Jesus is the one who's unchanging. Jesus is the one who who will take care of us. I've encouraged my girls to you know I talked to them a couple of days ago and said y'all need to pray for scripture for your school year. I have I have a scripture for your school year, but now it's your turn. You need to pray for one because this is going to be different. It's going to be a little bit more difficult. So um, this is, you know, that's just the the way it is. We are the um, we are the thing. We train up a child in the way he should go when he is old; he will not depart from it. It's our job to train up our kids. Ultimately, it's us. The buck stops here. So we have to um, we have to do that, and it's our example. So the the words we say, you know, um, are important. They're listening. They're listening to you, and so we should be speaking words of life and not death. Um, we should be, you know, reaching out to people and asking, what can we do, you know, instead of, you know, being negative about teachers and principals and all of the stuff and coaches ask me, like, what can I do? What can we be praying for you about?
0: So um, I'm going to, I'm going to interject because you, you've said a couple of things here and, and I want to, I want to go back to Proverbs 22, six, because that was, that's a great scripture. And you, you said, train up a child, Um, In the way that he should go we've heard this verse I'm sure every parent on the Facebook tonight has. um, And and if not every parent probably close to. uh, Train up a child in the way that should go. what does it mean like that when you say train up a child. What does that look like does it does it mean that you're I mean I guess the first question is. Is it mean that you're a perfect parent or you're raising perfect children. (laughs)
1: Laughing because no, that's not what it means. It it does not mean that at all. Um, We are not perfect parents. Our kids are not perfect, and our kids are going to make mistakes. We are going to make mistakes. Again, that's how our kids learn. Our kids learn from us making mistakes and then how we react to that. So yes, we're going to make mistakes, and it's okay for us to say, you know what? I messed that up. I am sorry. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have reacted that way. Um, that's huge because kids see that. And then they're like, Oh, okay. So I don't have to be perfect. If I make a mistake, I just say, I'm sorry. And then change that's important. But, um, so no, we do not have to be perfect. You know, I feel like, um, I use this analogy a few days ago talking to somebody, but we're, you know, t- Paul talks about us being all on a race in a race on a, talks about that. I'm, I'm a runner. I, I was pre-accident, I'll get back, but um, Paul talks about us running a race and I feel like we're on a relay race. Have you ever, If any of you have ever run a relay race, we have these great people who come up next to you and are encouraging and are like, hey, good job. Even when you know you're doing a really lousy job, they're encouraging. That's how we should be with one another and our kid, we're all in this race and we all start the race at different places. You know, when you run a race, you're in different corrals and we're starting this race at different places. And don't worry because some people who start in the back, they're gonna pass you up. And some of those people who, who um, started in the front are gonna get a cramp on the side of the road and someone else is gonna have to drag them to the finish line. That is the picture I have in my mind of us all on this race together. And so no, we're not perfect and things are gonna happen. It's rather it's how we run it. It's that we finish. It's that we run it well. That we run it with godly character, with integrity, with um, you know, reaching out to people. How would we want to be treated? You know, those kinds of things are huge, and this is what we need to model for our kids.
0: Yeah, that's um, good. I really like that. That's, it's not, it's not about being perfect, but it's about how. It's not not that you're doing everything right and that your kids do everything right and I mean good Lord they there <laughs> Jonathan did something the other day in the kids class and I was like oh my gosh I can't believe you did that you know and I'm having to have you know dad conversation with Jonathan because it was, it was a totally embarrassing moment like as a, yeah, but either I could respond and just... Out of anger, and you know all of those others. Not that anger is bad, but I could have responded very negatively to the situation, or I could have just taken the step back and said, "Okay, this is a teachable moment. This is this is a teachable parent moment." And um, you know, not to say that there's not opportunities for for correction. There are times there are times that correction um, and, and hard correction needs to happen. But there are also a lot of teachable moments in in life.
1: Absolutely. And I think those more than anything um, are huge for kids because, again, whatever age your kids are at right now, you know, if they're preschoolers, you're actually raising elementary kids, if that makes sense. Whatever the next step is, you know. Um, you're actually raising them to be good elementary kids. And then when they're elementary kids, you got to think ahead, how are you actually raising junior high kids? And then eventually you're gonna be raising adults. So how are they gonna react? They're gonna have to react. They're gonna have to know for themselves. And so teachable, mo- life is full of teachable moments. And that's how i learn. So we have to, um, you know, that, that's how we learn. That's, that's yeah. how we do life. And so that's then when they're 25 and dealing with a crisis, or dealing with um, whatever, they'll know how to deal with it because they've already had all of those experiences explained. And it takes time, it takes patience to sit down with the kiddo and say, so why did you do that? And how should we really react and show them and walk them through that process? It takes, takes a minute, but eventually those conversations get fewer and further between because they know, they right. just okay. know. And then they start teaching that to others yeah. along the way. And that's, that's really cool to watch.
0: So. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things that we're hearing here is the word consistency, that you don't have to be perfect parent, but you have to be consistent parent. You have to make the time, you have to make the space. If you set the rule, if you set the boundary, stick with that boundary. You know, even when it's uncomfortable, stick with the boundary. Yeah. Stick with the word of God. Stick with those healthy routines. You know, sometimes it gets old. It's hard. It's challenging. But, but those consistency, like the race that, you know, Pastor Angie, you referenced earlier, running that race, you may not be the fastest runner, but be the consistent runner that just, you're going to get across the finish line. You're going to do it.
1: It is the best investment in the entire world. It, you know, it just is. And your kids are all different from one another and um but watching them grow is just it's it's awesome it is the best investment they're they're entrusted to us their gifts their treasures their their things, you know not things but they're little humans that god gives us the responsibility to raise to glorify him and um you know the the humans they become to me it's it, it is our gift back to god for giving them to us that makes sense um but it is it's huge and it's an awesome thing to you you will get great benefit from watching it all happen eventually um and i think to a point someone said here and that is that um, every, let me i think i said this other but i want to make sure i repeat this every family is different so We are not all going to parent the same. Um, We're just not, I used to think that when I, when I was a young mom and I had one or one, two little, two little, little girls running around, I thought, well, that's weird. They don't do that. That's not right. (laughs) Oh, darling, bless your little heart. That's, that's not true at all. People are different. All kids are different. Families have different dynamics. God created us all differently for a reason. We all live exactly the same ways. Be a very boring, boring place. So um, it's it's very important that we understand that instead of again, like we're on that relay race, and we should be encouraging people, um, if at all possible. Yes, correction has to happen, right? But for the most part, we want to encourage people, and certainly not be judgy, especially when we don't know the dynamics of a house or a situation or a child or, you know, or any of that, that's, that's all that can be all very complicated. So we all parent differently. Yeah. Um, that's for sure. It just means that it looks different. Biblically speed. You can even, obviously we all teach, we should all teach biblically, but that's going to look a little different. Every house is a little different. So,
0: yeah, I, um, I just want to reflect back on something that you said earlier. We we're talking about people that are in our kids' lives. So, um, can we talk a little bit about like that idea of who's on your team as a as a parent? Who's on your team? Yeah. Who Who do you have surrounding you as a parent that's helping you be successful as a parent, to be a healthy parent, and then who's on your kids' teams helping them be healthy? where they're at in life as well. Let's, let's unpack that. That, That's a powerful thought.
1: So, you know, the Bible talks about um, uh, there, there is um, wisdom in a multitude of counsel. There is, we, we need a community around us and that goes for parents and students as well, like Pastor Zach said. So who is on your team? I know for me, um, I have people on my team who don't just tell me what I want to hear, but tell me what I need to hear. Um, so you need to have people on your team who will hold you accountable and help you in those days, you know, when you're just like, oh my word, what a day. Um, things happen, you feel overwhelmed. You have someone to reach out to. Um, and they'll bring you Jesus. That's important. Who is on your needs to be quality people who believe like you do. And I, I tell students that all the time. Your closest friends, those friends who there are those friends who you go to when things are rough. They need to believe like you believe they need to have Jesus because they can't give you Jesus if they don't know Jesus. So it's important that we have quality people on our team. Um, and that we can be encouraged and be held and, and be held accountable. That's, that's important. And I think that's, it's hard sometimes for people to understand, but it's huge. Um, and I don't, you need kids to, you know, when something goes wrong in a kid's life, who are they going to turn to? And it's always good to have adults, perhaps other than their parents, parents whom you trust, but who those kids can go to with an issue because um, they will have issues and they may not always want to talk to their parents. So I treasure the fact that my my girls have other people, other godly people that they can talk to besides me, besides Brad and get Godly advice and walk them through difficult situations and that they're not, maybe not going to want to hear from me about. So it is very important to, to watch who is on your team.
0: Yeah. And you said it earlier, I think it's so true. You know, parents are modeling Mm -hmm. for their kids, one, that they have a support system, you know, so parents having a support system, models that for their children, that the, that you don't do life alone, you do it in community and how you respond to those people is modeled to your children as well. So, yeah. you know, so as a parent, if you're always modeling to your children, complaining about their, their coach, their sports coach, or their music teacher, or a teacher in school, or a pastor, or another, you know, a friend or whatever. So if you're all, if you're, if you're talking negatively uh, to your children about those people, it's gonna be hard for your children to trust those people and engage with that. You know, they're gonna they're they're gonna ostracize themselves from the community that's right with them.
1: That's that's yeah, then that's that's bad. I've seen it before, and it's not good. Um, so you know, again, if you want people around your kid, good quality people around your kids, you cannot complain. About that, they hear it. That's reflected, and not just for that moment in time, but in the future. Again, you know, we're raising kids to be adults, and so one day when they're thirty and something happens, and a pastor or a coach or a teacher, college professor doesn't say something that they like, instead of working it out or having the hard conversations, because that's what we should do, um, they're going to turn around and just go away and complain about it and maybe never get that worked out. So that's what we're modeling. And that's what the adults of that, the adult version of our kids will look like and what they will do. And that's so detrimental. It's divisive. Honest. I don't, I think it's divisive. Um, and that's not something I want to reap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to reap division in my home. I don't want to see sow that kind of a seed. I want to reap unity. So, um, you know, so what does when, that look
0: like with, the, you know, having a healthy community for your kids? How do you create that? What are some things that you could do? I mean, obviously going to church, <laughs> I know we keep saying that, but really there, there is, you know, youth pastor, children's pastor, um, senior pastor, you know, the leaders, small group leaders, obviously those there's, it's a great place for community to begin and, and continue. You know, I know I, there are relationships that I still have today from as a child that I had as a result of my, my parents' community in the church. I still have relationships today with some of those people. I don't talk to them consistently, but if I were to, you know, there's, there's multiple people I can think back of in, in the church community that I grew up in had, if I called them or, you know, went, went back home. And I would visit them. Matter of fact, one of them, the last time I was in town, uh, they fell and ended up in the emergency room. And so I went, I heard about it. So I went to the emergency room to see them and pray with them just because of who it was. And they were, they were shocked that I was there. They didn't, you know, they knew that I had just gotten in town and whatnot. And it was a blessing to them. But, but that was community. That was part of that community that you're talking about.
1: Well, you know, again, and I, I know I'm probably sounding like a broken record, but it is that it is getting them involved in church. It's doing the work. And I know sometimes that work isn't easy because it, it means that we have to um, take them to church. It means that we have to take them somewhere. You know, I've always wanted to cultivate those good friendships in my girls' lives. So I'm going to take the extra time to drive them or to invite those kids to our house um to keep that involvement in those friendships going it takes it's intentional um I, I, I think that's important too that we are intentional we're intentional with who and we're intentional with what we do and and what we cultivate and what we don't so um because again there's a, a reaping and a sowing um so <clears throat> you know it's important to cultivate the the relationships with those church leaders i mean that's Those are the best people. That's who I think of when my kids get into a pickle or when they need guidance. Who am I going to ask? I'm going to ask their people at church because there are people at church who they will listen to. Or I can say, you know what? They need a little encouragement. um, Could you just shoot them a text? And they will. And those are those people. So it's being intentional. It's it's um, putting the work.
0: Well, we do that. I mean, and Zoe, you know, we've taught that with our kids. And, and Zoe is at the age where she knows if she needs to get pastoral counsel, she knows she can call <laughs> Pastor Angie. And so we encourage that. Like, um, you know, I remember the first time that, that Zoe said she needed to talk to Pastor Angie about something. And we're like, what? Yes. You know, that's what we want. We want her <laughs> to feel like she can go to her children's pastor, her pastor, and get support and encouragement and counsel and all those things. Um, and so, yeah, we encourage that. And,
1: Absolutely, and
0: we'll be intentional about setting that up. You know, making that happen, <laughs> and we'll do that with all of you know, with all of our kids at, throughout. You know, as they get older, you know, um, you, you know, our kids as a as a senior pastor, you know, adds a whole nother layer because I'm dad, but I'm also pastor. But mm-hmm. you know, I I want our kids, no matter what their age, whether they're at my church or not at my church, where I'm pastoring. I want them to know that that I'm dad first, but then I have, I am their pastor. And if they can't come to me as pastor, that there's other pastors and people in my life, there's pastors in my life they can go to, you know? So we still, they know, our kids know, you know, Pastor Frank and Paris. And I want my kids to know that even as they get older, they can go to, you know, the Bailey's or they could go to the Widener's or go to people that we have in our lives if it's not me. You know that those people exist
1: absolutely and it's the same for me i am very thankful for brandon and Kristen and jen all those and jen all those people who i can just say you know what the girls are feeling this way and and they'll i know they'll pray i know they'll reach out to them i know they'll they'll understand their quirks um so that's important and it makes them it again, that foundation you're talking about at the beginning of just going to church, that just adds another building block and it makes that foundation even stronger. So all of these things on top of each other are their foundation and having those people they can go to and relate to is other than you is, is huge. So,
0: Yeah, it is huge. Pastor Angie, we only have a few minutes left uh, and we've had a great conversation. The time has flown by tonight <laughs> and I feel like we could go on for hours about this um so please if you're watching tonight please share the post <clears throat> even if even if you share it and we just have a few minutes left people can come back in and watch it later that's the beauty of facebook live it's recorded they can catch it later also if you have not registered for bethesda make sure you do that get registered for bible college fall semester starting the life of paul you can go online ccacron.org for more information on that and then also while you're at our website partner with us sow a seed and uh, so an offering, so a love offering, partner with us financially to continue all that God is doing here in the Great Lakes region, ccakron.org, ccakron, and uh, you can find out information about our church and everything we're doing. So Pastor Angie, as we're wrapping up in our last few minutes here, um, I think it's really important that we talk about kids' identity. We've, we've hinted at it, you know, you were talking about sports and all of those things that that's, that's not the kid's identity. So let's talk about that. What does it mean for a kid to help a child develop their identity?
1: So this has been huge for me in the last few days. It's become very apparent, um, that so it's been something I've been thinking about personally, and that is where's is our kid's identity with school kind of going away, so to speak in, in the building. In many cases, kids aren't going into a building this year. Um, at least not yet. So, with that in mind if our kids if their identity and it's easy to do this it's easy to do this for as parents if our kids identity is found in it being an honor roll student a merit role student a a dancer a choir member a band member a soccer player you know you get the picture if their identity is being a star player or oh my gosh your grades are awesome all the time. You're so smart. And that's great. Those are all good things. None of those things are bad at all, but that those things are what they do. That is not who they are. And if we make it about who they are, then this school year will be devastating because they won't get that affirmation. They just, they just probably will not at least not in the same way our kids identity if we're raising godly kids needs to be found in scripture it needs to be rooted in Christ that's huge again we're raising kids to be adults so we're raising kids we want our kids identity to be found in Christ so that they're adult when they're adults they don't have to they don't have that that whole thing that maybe i did when i was in my 20s like who wait who am, what am i wait jesus made me special yes he did Hopefully they'll already know that. So I have some scripture because this is, this is awesome. So first Peter 2, 9, If you are, a cho- but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. Do you hear all that? Those are the things that we need to be putting into our kids. That's who they are.
0: Yeah. You know, all of the, I love preaching on, on first Peter 2, nine because I love that scripture. That's one of my favorites. I love, yeah. you know. You're a royal priesthood chosen, called out. Yes, people
1: for his own possession. We are special to him. He didn't just, he knit us together. You know, like he knows every, he knows the number of hairs on our heads. I don't know the number of hairs on my kids' heads, but he does. They are special to him. He raised them for his glory, not to be honor students, not to be the best dancer. Those are good things. And I'm sorry, this is probably going to be hard for some to hear, but that is what they do. That is not who they are. And if we can be
0: expressions,
1: absolutely, they're great expressions, expressions. God gives our kids gifts. Absolutely. We want, I want my kids to get good grades. Absolutely. I just don't want their identity to be all wrapped up in that because it's, at some point that may not be the case, they may struggle, they may not want to do choir. I don't know. I'm just throwing things out. So, so,
0: Pastor Angie, let me ask you, how do you help your kid then? If they, you know, how do you help them figure out who they are in Christ?
1: So it starts when they're, it starts now. Okay. Just wherever we're at, in case you haven't done this, don't, it's okay. It's all right. Um, but it starts now. And it starts with, again, reminding them whenever they say things like, you know, instead of calling them, um, what am I trying to say? can call him a great soccer player or a great singer, or you have a beautiful voice. Always bring it back to Jesus. Um, Yes, you have a beautiful voice. God gave you that voice. That's a gift that God gave you. Um, Always have their identity rooted in Christ. Um, So yes, you get good grades, Again, that's what you do. That's not who you are. Who are you? You're a royal priesthood. You're a chosen generation. In in Jeremiah, oh uh, where'd he go? I had this one 2911. <clears> yeah. Exactly. For I know the plans I had he has a plan for you. Despite everything that's happening, there's a plan. Um so First, you are the I like this one too in First Corinthians 12, 27. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. I want my kids to know that they are part of the body of Christ right now. With their five or fifty or fifteen, they are part of the body of a valued part of the body of Christ. God made them, created them, knit them together in my womb for what reason? To glorify him, to to you know, use their gifts for his benefit. We have to always be looking, I think it starts with us viewing our kids as, um, who Christ made them to be. And I think for parents that can be tricky because sometimes we want to kind of live vicariously through our kids and we want our kids to be great dancers and great, whatever I'm using dance. Cause my girls do it, um, choirs that all of that, because that's, that's what we want. And we want all of that for them. But we have to start viewing them first and foremost as a as a Christ creation. God made them and created them for a purpose. And those other things are just kind of um icing on the top of the cake. They're they're them using God's gifts, but always for his glory. And that is that's just something that we have to it's a it's a mind shift maybe, but
0: yeah, I think you know. We're, they're instruments of worship you know that our kids just as we are we we are instruments of praise we are we are people of praise instruments of praise and our, our kids are the same way that they're an instrument of worship and so Absolutely. we we want just like any other instrument an instrument is designed to to play musically it has and every instrument is unique every instrument has its own unique sound it has its own unique feel, and look, and tone, and tune, and used for different things, and all of that, and so our kids are just like those instruments, but the, the primary reason they exist is because they're, they're, they're simply an instrument. They are they're there to glorify God, period. The, the exact expression of their praise is going to look different in every single one of them.
1: It's so cool to watch it. Honestly, it's cool to watch all the kids use their gifts and to reach people that I wouldn't be able to reach and to talk to people that we wouldn't be able to talk to. Um, So it is cool. It does look different and it's exciting to watch it all unfold and get them because then they grow into this, this wonderful human who who has all of those those identities inside of them. And it's, it's just second nature, just who they are. Just like their eyes are blue or brown, they are who they are on the inside too. And they know where they're from and, and who they belong to and where they're going. And that's so huge.
0: Yeah, good stuff. We have a few minutes left. So if anybody has any questions or comments uh, that we've missed or you wanna circle back, drop those in the, in the comments of your Facebook feed now um, and then, Pastor Angie, um, any closing thoughts on this? Was anything that like is super jumping out at you that you want to just wrap us up with here when it comes to raising godly children?
1: Um, oh, there's so much, but I think what I'll what I would say is, and i have probably repeating myself a bit, but um, is that You know, I read an. I guess I'll kind of end with this, but I read an article recently and I'll be quick. I won't take a long time, but I read an article recently. I follow a a group of school counselors and they had a blog post and it said how, and I'll shorten this, that, um, you know, the effect of COVID on kids' mental health. And I'm using COVID because that's the season we're in, but this applies to any season. Um, And it said, you know, and I was, I was following right along. Well, of course it's affecting our kids' mental health. And then it, they they said, no, actually, it's not COVID. It's the it's the adults' reactions to COVID in the kids' world around them. So it's not the the illness itself, the virus itself, that's affecting our kids' mental health. It's it's my reaction to it. Uh, whoa! So that's a big responsibility, and. It's something that again, models Christ. We either choose to model Christ or we don't. We either choose to model him now when things are a little weird or we don't. It's really not an option. It's not a coat you take off and put back on. Either we do or we don't. So it's not that we can't make mistakes, but it's a matter of getting back up and moving forward. So it's important that during this weird season, that our reactions set the temperature, so to speak, set the thermostat in our homes. And it's gonna make or break it. It's gonna, it's gonna be the difference between our kids viewing this with Christ in mind and viewing it with those fruits of the spirit and positively, or it's going to be the opposite. It's, it's just that simple. They're looking at us. It is literally our job. So we have to make sure, and we can't model those things if we're not in his word either. that's another thing, you know, we have to be um, very, dig deep, it is the season, dig deep, study, and then share those things with your kids and encourage them to do the same.
0: I really like that, and that, you know, it's not, it's not all of the world's problems that are affecting our kids' mental health, it's us, it's our, it's our own response, it's the adults and how we respond and how we communicate. You know are we communicating love are we communicating uh peace and and joy or are we speaking in anxiety and depression and fear and worry and uncertainty you know if you sit around the dinner table and all you talk about is what the fears and the worries and the anxieties or the problems if all you do is magnify the problems in your home right then it's going to increase the anxiety in your home Absolutely. all you do is talk about the worries in your home it's going to increase the anxiety if if so, so whatever you're talking about and the environment that you're creating in your home and how you're behaving in your home is going to directly influence the result. It's A plus B equals C, one plus one equals two. If you talk about it, you model it, your behavior is all saying whatever the latest problem is, then that's, that's where your kids are going to live. That's where they're going to live. Yep.
1: And that's the example they're going to take with them, Yeah. the future.
0: But if you're always talking about Jesus, or what's Jesus speaking to you, or, you know, what's God doing in your life, or how, how, you know, celebrating the wins, not always highlighting the bad, but, you know, celebrating the wins, even, you know, sometimes you have, sometimes you really have to look for those wins, you know, there's some, some days that they're hidden, like the needle in the haystack, Yeah. but, but you got to find, you got to find it, and celebrate it, and highlight it, and yeah, and it I like, mean,
1: I just, I was having a conversation, uh, I think with Pastor Heather and, you know, like I said, just to be transparent, this senior year for the girls is going to look a little different and, um, we're, you know, I'm getting them a, a, a special school supplies box and I'm just storing some things in there. And, you know, one of those things is probably going to be a mask personalized with their like senior year on it. Um, you gotta, you gotta get creative and think outside the box. And, you know, when I asked them recently. Because they seem to be handling this so well, like I keep waiting for the um the 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 breakdown, I suppose you know, um because things are just changing, and this is their senior year and so I finally like yesterday, I was like, so guys, like you're you're like so steady like what's what's go you know what what is it that's that's doing that that's that's helping you, and they're like i just I'm okay with it i I, um, I know that I may not even end up being in school at all, but it's all right. And and I'll tell you, the thing that's kept them steady, I know I sound like a broken record, but I've seen this play out, so it's just truth, is that they have kept connected to church. It's It's been their safe harbor um, through this. And so... You know whether they verbalize that or not. That is the that's where their foundation is. So all this other stuff, while yes, it's a big deal, it isn't the big deal. Um, so it is important. And it, and think outside the box. Be positive. Lead them back to Jesus, and that's,
0: that's what we got to do. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for joining us tonight. We've had some great conversation on our raising godly kids, and we appreciate the questions that that have been generated this evening be sure to be sure to share the post on your facebook wall so other people can watch this later and get the great resource uh, of this conversation for their home and their family um, if you have any questions about anything that was shared or would like to provide feedback or would like to get connected to us at celebration church you can go on ccakron.org we'd love to hear from you you can contact us there or you can give us a call at 330-762-7458. That's our church office. Uh, If you miss uh, a person in our office, you will get our live answering service and we'll be sure to get back to you as soon as we can. And uh, also while you're on our website, go to uh, our giving page. We'd love for you to partner with us financially. And so a love offering tonight. We are uh, about $1,500 away from meeting our goal for uh, some new projectors. Our projectors are old and antiquated. They're antique. And uh, we would like to get them upgraded to high def. Uh, we're trying to upgrade some things in our in our building uh, while we're here in COVID land. We're about $1,500 away from meeting our goal. So we'd love to have you join us uh, in that endeavor, giving to our Jericho victory campaign. We appreciate it. God bless you. Have a great evening. Thanks for joining with us. Tomorrow night is midweek refresh at 7 p.m. Tune in and weekly report at 6 p.m. Heather and I will be on live sharing some updates of what's happening at six o'clock tomorrow evening. Uh, Tune in on Facebook Live and then seven o'clock we'll be live with midweek refresh. God bless you. Have a great evening.